Uh, welcome everyone to the Beef and Lamb podcast on extreme dry management or drought strategies. Uh, we're going to attack it from a couple of angles. Um, we'll talk about how to how to have something in the drawer that's a, a good document um, when these uh, things come up and maybe some short-term practical tips. So here today we have, um, I'll introduce myself in a minute, we have Sam Johnson um, from Riata, he's a farmer out at uh, Tanui in the Wairapa. And we have Mark Harris, um, Beef and Lamb Extension Manager on the East Coast. And myself, uh, Richmond Beetham, I work for uh, Baker Egg in the Wairapa. Key thing we'd like to start with is just about having an emergency plan or having a plan or, or documentation on what worked and, and what didn't. And um, it's nothing like putting those notes on a, on a bit of paper when you're right in the, in the thick of things. Um, so that, that's probably the first thing. Document what you've done, what you what you would have done differently. Um, it might be not fighting poor prices and just m- making an early decision, um, or it might have been you know starting feeding supplements earlier or something like that. Make those key key bullet points down, and so you've got that documentation. So now I'll just um, go on to what what we want to cover around. Um, the people, which is the most important thing in, in any stressful uh, event like this, and, and the team around you, not just yourself as the owner, but your staff, which will be feeling some pressure as well. So, um, yeah, let's just, let's just go into, uh, into that and, and probably talk around stress and, and managing stress and, and identifying the signs of stress. So, uh, pass over to Mark. Yeah, thanks, Richmond. I, I think the key thing here is part of that plan that you'll have in your bottom drawer is that you've got to have your people and team set up early. Um, that headspace thing is really, really important and as part of that people thing, making that plan early is when you're in a good position. As Richmond said, capture what you've learned, what the experience of others may be shared with you and make that plan really put in the bottom drawer. Uh, stress management is really, really important. I think that we operate behind the farm gate and we get quite insular at times, we get trapped in there and we don't always see things which causes can cause the elevation of stress. Um, looking at your team, the sort of people on your team should be obviously your crucial business partner, the other half. Uh, your bank manager and accountant can be helpful. Early decisions made with the bank and adjusting budgets and stuff should be on your team. And think about other people around. Grey hair is quite often a good uh, so, so, showing of experience and they may have experienced droughts similar and they can help with ideas that would work. A really cool thing that came up when we were discussing how we do this is celebrating success. So it might be an example where in your plan you've done something and it worked. Maybe it was uh, setting up a water system. We'll celebrate those things. Or it may be that the feeding regime you took, um, we'll hear a bit later how Sam does his, um, and celebrate that that's kept you, you using good nick or whatever. And also remember your community and your neighbours. Um, you know, those, those are the people around you. And if you share things, um, we're talking to Mel earlier here, and, and uh, sharing sharing something halves it or quarters it. So think about that. And lastly, you know, if you know people are under pressure, the good people at Rural Sport Trust, just have a yarn to your local coordinator. They're really good at helping through people through these things. So they're probably the key points, I think, Richmond. Yeah, Sam, is there anything you do when you're under the pump to just relieve that, relieve that tension? Uh, yeah, it's probably, um, we, we get pretty dry out, out on the east, um, yeah, so we've had a couple of good years where we've um, had good rain over the summer, so it's sort of, it's not always like that out there, so I suppose I learned a lot of these things maybe two, three years ago when, um, yeah, 
when um, the pressure was really on. So it has um, made it a lot easier um, for me this year, but I, I do see it in my fellow farmers around that there is certainly stress now. And um, yeah, just, just if they need help or um, I'm here to, yeah, we're here to help. And there is there is ways out of this. And if it yeah happens again, it's having those tools to um, make it easier next time. Cause yeah, it's gonna be dry again and um, we, we need to deal better with it. I think the, the key things around that that stress and managing the top two inches for me is um, is, is time off farm. You know, being inside for the weekend watching telly isn't really off farm because you still see stuff. Get get out, you know, connect with your friends. Um, sleep is really really important. Good good sleep. Um, you know, eat well. Um, you know, if you're straight under the pump, stay away from the alcohol. Um, and yeah, just yeah. It's it's a mental marathon and just bite-sized chunks and um, yeah and, and trying to trying to look at it from you know celebrating the wins like um, Mark did. So I think a key thing is if you are sleeping well, take take the notebook, put it beside the bed, leave the cell phone and anything with a blue light well away. Grab a pen and a notebook. If something wakes you up at two in the morning, write it down, and then you should be able to go back to sleep easier because if you don't, it sits there all night. So yeah, it's just simple little thing. Something's worrying you, and you wake up in the middle of the night. Write it down and deal with it in the morning. Okay, so that, that's we'll wrap that up on the on the people side. Really important to um, keep an eye on that. Stay connected. Uh, so we're going to go into uh, more on farm management um, tips, and we're calling this a, a stock take of your um, situation. So Sam, out at Tanui there, um, how did you start seeing this? You know, seeing this unfolding, what what were the little decisions you were making, and and what are the what were the key things you were thinking when you were making those little adjustments, and yeah, you know, the decision around when you started feeding and and why. Uh, well, I sort of yeah, the previous couple of years we've had have been very good, and I'm like I, I thought to myself, it's got to go dry, dry sooner or later, and um, yeah, just the the good prices we had before Christmas, uh, October, November, December, was made decisions very easy. I had a pretty good lambing. Uh, yeah, could always do with a bit more grass. And so I, yeah, decided to, yeah, sell a lot of store lambs really in that November, December period and, and get some crops in that I knew might've filled a bit of a hole in that January, February, March period, uh, be it kale crops that pretty cheap to grow. Um, so that, that sort of started me on the path to if it does go dry, I'll have something up my sleeve. Um, yeah. What about um, Sam? You, Sam's very good. He's, he's got a real grasp on what's driving his business and um, learned from Sam earlier around his real emphasis on, um, on growing out young stock, managing managing tally and use in terms of the impact it has on his next year's production so so how just tell us how you're making decisions around you know your ewe lambs or how you're managing your ewes to to secure next year's production how that rolls out to the decisions you make along the way yeah um i yeah do a lot of body condition scoring of uh ewes so um i've been doing that for many years now and have have a a good enough eye on that to um know when and when not to feed my animals and so as it got drier and drier i had yeah red clovers, chicories, uh, kale crops that I potentially would have usually finished lambs on and as it got drier and the hills dried out I brought these animals down and just knew where I needed to be so I could yeah, leave the heavier ones on, on not much grass and really look after that tail end and it enabled me to yeah, grow my ewe hoggets out 
and yeah, get my tutus back up to weight. So I'm sitting around where I normally would be in a better season, knowing that yeah, I should tap all right. So that's that's the goal really. And tell us a bit about how you've tracked that live weight over the years, and you had an experience from some figures you had from last. Oh, the live, yeah, live yeah. weight per hectare. So yeah, I um, in the droughts we had about uh, three years ago. Um, I got down to about 400 kilograms per live weight per hectare. That's right, eh? 400 kilos of yeah. live weight per hectare. Four, yeah, and so I sort of, when I got into this dry period, I yeah, with the bit of trade stock that I have, I knew I can get down. I'm not down, I'm there at about 600 kilos now, So, but my ewes are in good nick and some have already been tapped. So it's just working like, if, if it because uh, it hasn't rained yet and it looks pretty bad out there um just knowing that i can get down to that but maybe still come out at, at that round that 150 lambing from about a 170 scanning as well as hoggett lambs so um it's yeah trying to get as low as live weight per hectare as possible but with a lot of lambs inside them i might be able to come out the other end um with with, with a profit really sam just a question um, you acted early, so what are the what are the what do you follow to give you the predictor that you're coming into a dry? Is it the local regional council rainfall website, or what are the things that give you the trigger to start making those decisions early? Well, this one was just purely that we'd had two good seasons, and and that that's about it because there's a lot of information out there, and I try not to let it um, bog me down too much. And um, yeah, generally the the condition of my ewes, um, if they're not where I need them, then I, I have to sell trade stock to, to make it better. Or, uh, yeah, getting on to grain feeding and stuff like that, um, there, there's other options there. So I think that's a that's a really key point uh, for the listeners to pick out. I mean, every system's uh, different. We're probably more talking about breeding, semi-finishing properties here, but, but Sam, what I've picked up, and we had a day out there at Sam's, is he's absolutely identified what's, what's driving his business. And if you look at the... The hierarchy or the key things is that breeding stock at first, so he's, he's managing any tailing to-do's or tailing ewes, he's probably got in his mind an area for them to be picked up and allocated that. The, the, the fat gills, the ones over body condition score three, are on a bit of a view and water and shade. The ewe lambs are absolutely nailed and, and if he goes through that hierarchy of things and there's no space for other stock, then he's making decisions around sales, um, he's looking at his, his feed levels and and can you just talk about yeah, when you started feeding barley uh, or supplements, sorry, this year and, and your experience of that? Yeah, so uh, all my stock, all my ewes are, are trained on um, this, so they all eat supplements, so it's just a matter of driving into the paddock and starting feeding them. So I trained my ewe hoggets. So the last two wet seasons we've had where maybe you'd think, why are you training these sheep? Like all my ewe hoggets can eat barley, so uh, or grain, maize at the moment. and. Um, yeah, just knowing that if we do go dry, I can just flick that switch and uh, get them onto the speed that um, that I know is going to work is is where it's all at really. Um, is what we sort of yeah. Mm. No, that's that's good. I think um, yeah, monitoring and measuring, understand you know the position you're in. If if your judgment's been clouded, just because you're either physically and mentally exhausted, um, get an objective view. It might be a, a neighbour you trust. Um, get someone to come in and actually, you know, it might, it might wake you up and might say, look, you're actually going all right. Um, I think that's really important because your your brain will tell you what you want to hear if you've been in it all the time. Um, and people people out our way out east this year, I've been to a few discussion groups and 
the stock are holding on really, really well, and people have made these early decisions, which is, um, yeah, which is is good. It, it just needs to start raining soon. Yeah. So Richmond, what I picked up here, if we go right back to point five, emerging, you know, your plan. Sam's had a plan and he's gone and enacted it, and that sort of brings us into that whole decision strategy area, sort of how we sum up the key points here. So, so um, it's interesting that came up. One point came up was the three by three by three rule. What you do today, how will it affect you in three days' time, three weeks' time, or three months' time? And I quite like that because when you think about a certain problem, it may be something that's three days long, or it might be where will you use be in three months' time. We're thinking about that now. That's getting close to lambing. So the decisions you're making, you're thinking that, and I like that three by three by three rule that Gary brought up earlier. So we're just going to go on to about the crunch time really, it's about making making decisions and, and the key thing around that is, is to have a plan. There's nothing like having a plan with bullet points on a bit of paper so when the stress is, is cloudy and decision making you can come back to this plan and actually make some decisions and there's a few key things I've, I've heard from farmers, you know one was no one regretted an early decision in a drought. and. Um, Sam was mentioning it, there's nothing like having something on a bit of paper and you might agonise over it, but it's amazing once you actually make that decision and get on with what the, the weight can get um, can get lifted off your shoulders. So the key thing to reiterate is that it's never it's never too late to you know to start an action plan. Um, get an objective view, um, get some people around you, put those pegs in the sand and don't let, don't let a, a, a rain forecast drive those decisions, otherwise you might be there in three, four, five weeks time. You have to have those pegs in the sand, so if we don't hit a, a certain feed level, this class of stock goes. Or if it, if it doesn't rain until now, we have $30,000 in the budget for uh, winter nitrogen or autumn nitrogen. Or we're going to buy X amount of acreage um, if we don't at this point. So yeah, decision making is um, yeah, it's all about planning and understanding your decision what your decisions now what impact they have uh, long term on, on the business. So yeah, Sam, around your decision making, is there anything you know, anything that helps you make decisions or you're pretty pretty confident because you've got that monitoring information and where you have to make decisions. Yeah. Tips? I mean, it, it is. The longer this goes on and it doesn't rain, I'm going to have to keep making decisions. And, and what I maybe said five minutes ago might change. And, and you just have to roll with it. I've got plenty of classes of stock that are, are saleable items, and you've just got to um, put it in your budget and see how it all comes out and sort of predict what you think next year is going to do to maybe um, get some information to your banker so that they've, um, yeah, you, you get a bit of trust there as well, which is pretty cool. And, um, yeah, it's um, it's an awful time, but you've got to keep making decisions, and um, yeah, it's no other way. Okay, so I'll, I'll just just wrap it up by summarising the key points that we've uh, we've followed. Um, so the key is to have a plan. Um, it's never too late to start one. Have that plan in your drawer for next time this happens, because with the climate, that will happen again. So step one, have a plan, have it on a bit of paper. Uh, step two, look after your people. Understand your own your own position, your own headspace, or and managing those top two inches. Um, reach out, connect with people. Uh, make sure your neighbours are okay. Um, 
accelerate small things. Next one is, is, is real on-farm nitty-gritty. Do a stock take. Do an objective stock take um, of your situation, your, your feed demand and your feed supply, what you need going through the winter, the condition of your stock, what are your saleable animals. Um, and then, yeah, really just around decision-making was the final uh, thing we covered. So thanks very much for, uh, for listening in. Um, thanks, Sam, for your um, input. And uh, thanks, Mark, for your um, input as well.